Hello and welcome to another episode of Brother's Creed Podcast, where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring what the world has to offer. We're the Thomas Brothers. I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared. And today we have an exciting episode. It's something that I always love to talk about, and that is treasure hunting and found treasures. And uh, this is kind of something that is kind of along the world of along the lines of experiences and exploring the world and uh, this is something that I have kind of a passion about and I've always really been fascinated by stories like this. So we're going to talk about some cool stories today and uh, it's going to be great. All right, let's talk about some treasures. <laughs> let's do it. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done. Okay, so uh, we have got a lot to talk about. I've, I've done some research on some really some of my favorite uh, uh, treasure hunting stories and, and stories of found treasure and, and whatnot. And uh, I mean, there's so many that uh, we can talk about. Um, I've got a heck, I've got a list here of like six or seven. I didn't even research because I already know what they are. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's, uh, maybe start off with, uh, with a story. Um, let, let me start off with, with one of my stories or actually, do you have any general facts? I do. Strangers? Yeah. So, um, I had kind of done just some, some general investigation into, um, you know, treasure in, in the ocean. And this actually has to do with just, um, like sunken treasure. Yeah. Right? Okay. So one of the facts that I found is according to several publications, Oh. Right, there is an estimated seven hundred and seventy-one trillion dollars worth of gold, either hidden or lost in the ocean. Wow, yeah, seven hundred seventy-one trillion dollars that has not been found, and there's been billions of dollars found, yeah, already, right? But there's so much out there that I mean, you, you never know. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, Oh, man, there's so many stories are coming to my mind. Just speaking of that, uh, remember that one guy that uh, dad went scuba diving and he knew the guy at the scuba shop, right? And he said that the guy at the scuba shop was like, oh, yeah, there's there's this big barge out there. And he said that barge supposedly has treasure in it. And it had been covered over by a lot of sand and stuff. And uh, there was a hurricane that came through and that really kicks up a lot of the sand on the bottom. And the guy was, and the guy was like, "Oh, I gotta go out there. I gotta go out there." So he went out there like a week later, and the safe inside that thing was pulled out, cut open with a with a um, with an underwater welding machine, and it, it was the contents, and it was empty. And it was supposed to be like some Russian ship with some kind of tri- with some kind of something valuable on it, but it wasn't known what exactly it was. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stories. I remember another story of a guy. Um, there's these dives that you can go on that basically you, you go like searching for treasure and basically what you do is you, you go down with a crowbar and you're, you go down to the bottom and you just, you, you have like a crowbar, you just dig through the sand, you're digging up stuff. Um, and there was, there was one guy that, uh, he found an entire crate of, um, like, uh, civil war muskets. There was oh, like, there was no like way. 50 of them in this crate that were, you know, just, just civil war muskets that they, it was on a, on a, on a ship that had well, been probably all rusted to crap, but yeah, still, but I mean, to a certain cool. extent they were, but they were still like whole in peace and you could like see them. There's a bunch of them. Oh, wow. That's awesome. 
Yeah, there's so many cool stories. Let's hear some personal stories first. Okay. So one of the one of the stories that I that I thought was so cool was there was this place in Idaho that we went when we were in college called Skull Canyon. Do you remember Skull Canyon? I do remember that Our expedition hike, yeah. to Skull Canyon. Yeah. So I went up there. I was taking a horseback riding class uh, in college. It was actually a really cool class. We went horseback riding all over the place, and uh, it was like multiple classes. It was also like a uh, biology class and whatnot, but we went to this place called Skull Canyon, and the teacher had known someone that grew up near this canyon, and he, he said, yeah, the guy I know grew up around here. He searched all the, grew up in these hills, and, and it's a really, there's lots of caves and things, and it, there's one place where you can go to and you can see ancient petroglyphs that of like old Indian writings on, on the cave walls and stuff, and he's like, yeah, he, the guy told me that uh, in this area, if the scientists and archaeologists knew exactly what was here, then they would shut this whole place down, and they would like, uh, they would just set it up as like a site. And he's like, he told uh, our our teacher about one area where it's this cave that you could go in. He said there's like this cave, and along the entire sides of the wall there's like a white a white line that's painted all along the middle of the walls he said in like the middle there was like some kind of altar uh which was some kind of like sacred room or something like that that indians would would go in and he was like yeah it's in these hills and when i was like dude also there used to be a, a like a copper mine there and so we went up there um I remember. Go, I remember going into those mines we went kind of yeah we went know, all the way deep into the mines and we were looking around and uh, that was, that was so, so fun to do that. I've, I love exploring and just like, I follow probably three or four exploration, mine exploration, uh, uh accounts on, on, on YouTube. And it's just so interesting exploring those old mines, uh, just seeing what was there and sometimes you'll find graffiti. In fact, that's one of the, the treasure stories. There was actually a pair of Levi's found in an old mine, uh, like 112 year old Levi's that were found in a mine. And, they sold for... It doesn't go for a lot of money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, quite a bit of money. And so it's just kind of interesting. And uh, that was one of our own one of our own experiences with uh, kind of a exploration and, and not necessarily treasure hunting, but just kind of like going to see adventure. Yeah, yeah. I actually looked through those pictures a while ago and the only thing interesting was a dead rat that was like down there. Uh, well, the, the kind of the disappointment, and this is... Uh, Kind of people, you know, just people are people can be stupid. At like the very far end, the deepest you can go in the mine, there's like a Budweiser can just like on the ground there. Yeah. And I was like, geez, you know, that kind of takes away like the mysticism of the mine. It's like you feel like you're in the mines of Moria and you look down, there's like a Budweiser can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- there's an interesting story that I really like that um, there was this guy that uh, he was a tank collector. Um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Oh. So so he collected tanks and um he he bought a tank off of eBay for forty thousand dollars. Um so he um bought this tank, it was delivered and everything else, and basically he wanted to to get it running. So one of the first things you do is you, you clean out the, the gas tanks or you clean out the, the uh the fuel tanks and um, just get all that that old gas out of there and, and, and put you know new new fuel in. So as he was cleaning them out, uh, he realized that they were very very heavy, and um, they opened them up and he found five twelve 
pound gold bars hidden in the the fuel tanks of this like military tank. Iraqi gold probably. And so what it was is it was uh it was worth about one point two million dollars. And um what they thought that it was is that it was actually an Iraqi tank and they figured that some Iraqi soldiers had either pillaged or you know something uh, a, a palace in the area or something like that found these this gold and they hid it in the gas the fuel tanks of their tank um un- until later and then they were just never able to get it out huh wow um so that's kind of interesting so what happened to the gold government took it probably unfortunately he Man. unfortunately he called the government and he told them hey i found this gold and they took it from him and he he hopes to get it back. Yeah, right. He's never yeah. going to see that. Well, you know what that 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 is such a a thing that irks me that it would irk anybody really if you found a treasure like that is that there's been so many cases to where I I know of at least I think I think we'll run one right now but I think there's other ones uh where somebody will find something and they don't say anything. Like there was a guy in in England and he found like a you know, these guys in England, they'll be like metal detecting like a field and it'll be like some Viking gold hoard that's like tons of old Viking treasures. And the guy like uh, just kind of kept it quiet with the landowner and he got sentenced to like, I think it was like five plus years in jail because he kept like $20,000 worth of gold quiet. Yeah, it's just I think, crazy. I think sometimes the, they'll give you like a finder's fee but it's like a super, super small percentage of, of yeah. what it's worth. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, if I found that gold, nobody knew it was there. It's just like, man, I don't know, chop it Melt up. Melt it down yeah. and re- re-stamp it. Yeah, or, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah or, or just, you know, yeah, make it make smaller pieces well, of it and sell it to different pawn shops. Yeah, or, well, what's funny is that, and maybe this is something to explore. I didn't, discuss, I didn't talk about this, but um, I, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't research this, but there used to be like uh, spoils of war. In fact, I was talking to a guy at the gun range the other day, and he was saying that he had an, found a gun, and he was in Vietnam, and he said he found a gun, like an M1 Grand, uh, that was in perfect condition, and he got it registered as a spoils of war. I'm not sure of the whole system, but he had to have it registered as spoils of war. He was walking to the bus station, and he said some guy came by and was like, hey, I gave $50 for that gun. He was like, sure. And he's like, man, that was the biggest regret of my life. He's like, I wish I would have kept that. But... You think about and I when the war in Iraq when they ransacked the uh, the, the palace there. Oh, palaces, yeah. All these guys were coming back with like gold machine guns and like daggers and all those kind of stuff, trying to get back uh, to America. And they got caught, obviously, in, in customs, and they got busted for trying to ransack another country's you know gold, yeah, treasures. I guess. Interesting. Um, speaking of which, that kind of goes to my, one of my first stories. Uh, so have you ever heard of the Nazi gold train? I haven't, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. So the story goes that the Nazis, when they were kind of on their heels, uh, they had, uh, at the point in the war where they were kind of, uh, retreating a little bit, uh, they had ransacked all these museums and all these cities and whatnot. And so they had tons of gold and tons of treasure and art and all kinds of stuff. In fact, they've actually made a movie about that. 
Um, but <clears throat> uh, this is a little bit different. Uh, so the, the legend goes, that's kind of a legend, is that the Nazi gold train uh, left uh, Breslau uh, laden with gold and other treasures in the last months of the war. And what they did is there were these uh, rumored, uh, these underground uh, railroad uh, tunnels that were built. And this is through the Owl Mountains in Poland. And uh, the it was said that the tr- they, w- they kind of sent it into the, the homeland, this train into the homeland to kind of keep it secret, and they buried it in these tunnels. And uh, so people have been trying to find it for a long time. And in 2015, two guys named Kopter and Reichter, one was a, a Polish guy and one was a German guy, uh, they claimed to have found it. And they said they wanted a 10% finder's fee. And so they try to negotiate with the government in return. Uh, they said, well, we'll tell you where it is if you give us this money, if you give us 10%. So what happened was uh, the two guys, they said that they obtained the information from a guy on a deathbed confession. And he was like, oh, you know, I was part of the train, the, hit the train, and it's at this location, and so, like, ah, can you imagine being in that guy's deathbed and hearing that? And you're like, oh, dude, let's yeah, go. Let's go. And also, and so then they said, so they went to that location and they thought they identified it. On They said on, on 28th of August, 2015, uh, Polish Deputy Culture Minister Pritor Zuczwicki announced that ground-penetrating radar images taken by Koppler and Richter confirmed with 99% probability, that's very high, that a train of 100 meters in length had been found. So when you hear 99%, you're like, oh, dang, that's pretty high, right? And so imagine knowing, imagine like you and I went out and we took a radar off the ground. We're like, dude, something is under here. But like, we need to negotiate this out before we tell anybody where this is at so we can actually get a piece of it. Anyway, what it ended up happening is that the Polish army came out uh, and they started excavating and they spent like it was a army then like a ton of volunteers came out and it was like a big day they excavated for like two or three days and it turns out that the train that they found was just a big ice cave uh under the yeah under there the train was empty yeah well it was just an ice cave there was nothing there interesting and so but one interesting piece is that the town that they said it was in got so much tourism that uh, one of the town authorities said that the buzz around this claim of being found uh, brought roughly $200 million to the town in economic benefit. So really think about it, like that's the true treasure there, you know? Yeah. And so so the treasure's still at large, I guess. You know, the legend goes it's still at large, but that's kind of along the lines of, you know, spoils of war, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Still so, out there. Kind of cool. I remember hearing that story on the news and I was like, what? And then, yeah. Then I was waiting for them to find it. Then I went back and I was like, no, they never found it. Interesting. Um, so there was a story that I had, uh, well, I'll, I'll do another, I'll do a short story here on this one. Um, so this one, uh, in, there was a, a couple in Northern California, uh, that were walking their dog on their property and they came across um, some old uh, cans, like uh, tin cans that had been partially um, 
uh, unburied when a, or, or uncovered whenever a tree had fallen. Um, so they went over and they, they started looking at it and they found uh, 1,400 rare gold coins in these um, these wow. cans. So basically, uh, these were all coins from gold coins from the 1800s, and uh, it was in 1800 money. Just face value of these coins was like twenty eight thousand dollars. That's a ton of money, right? That's so like a, that's like a bank in, hoard. So, yeah, in today's dollars, it was worth ten million dollars. Oh, yeah. um, so they they actually they hired a lawyer. Just the face value or just, the antique value as well? Because the antique value would well, no, add the, so the, much. Well, no, the the well, basically, it said the value of it was ten oh, okay. ten million dollars. I don't know what you know. Whether it's just the gold, the, the, gold value, the gold weight, and then the or the antique value is also the, like an addition. Yeah, I don't know if that was just gold weight or you know the addition of the antique. Um, but they said it was worth ten million dollars. And what they did, it, it was called the the Seattle or no the um, the Saddle Ridge Hoard is what they called it. So they didn't want a bunch of people because I think they had like I don't know twenty fifty acres or something like that, and they didn't want people coming up on their land l- looking for treasure. And so what they did is they hired like a, a lawyer or like a separate company to kind of represent them in this finding. Oh yeah. And, um, I think they got to actually keep a decent amount of it. Um, it's on your property. Yeah. But you know, it could be, you know, it, it, it kind of went into that. There was, there was a lot of legal battles going back and forth. Um, there always are legal battles. Yeah. But it's just interesting. I mean, that probably cool. the, the person who owned the land before them, you know, or something might sue them and say, well, that was my land before it was yeah, your land. Yeah. So that's my gold. And it's just like, you know, everybody wants peace. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. One of the other stories I have in here, it's just unbelievable, uh, about that. Well, actually I'll share that one now. So, um, this is something that I've been tracking for a long time. So there is a company called the, uh, Odyssey Marine Exploration. You ever heard of this? Mm-mm. So it actually is a stock ticker is OMEX, and it is a for-profit, like it has a stock, uh, so it's publicly traded, uh, gold, like exploration, treasure hunting exploration Yeah, a lot of people service. call them like uh, exploration yeah. and salvage companies. They actually did, they did a Discovery Channel uh, expose on this, on these guys uh, once, and they have a big ship that goes out and looks for all, all kinds of stuff. So these guys, it's so interesting. Uh, in fact, on the, uh, well, I'll show that piece in a second, but just on some of the stuff they found. So they, uh, one of the things that uh, they found was between 19, uh, let me see, let me share. So the, they found the HMS Sussex from 1693. So it was a Royal English Navy ship and had 10 tons of gold coins worth more than $500 million today, making it the most valuable wreck ever. So the company Odyssey Marine Exploration, which is the name of it, uh, between 1998 and 2001 had searched for it and claimed to have found it 2,642 feet below the surface. That's deep. Yeah, right near the Strait of Gibraltar. Uh, they struck a deal with the British government uh, to be able to do it. So the deal was kind of like the Odyssey would get 80% of the proceeds up to 45 million, 50% up to 40, um, up to from 45 to 500 million, and then 40% above 500 million. 
And the British government was like, okay. And the British government will get the rest of the other half. Yeah, well, other percentage. And then so in in 2003, they were just about to start excavating. And, and the Spanish authorities said, well, n- no, that's not the Sussex. That's a Spanish galleon. And that's ours. And this was like right, um, you know, near Spain. So they said, and they said, well, you know, we'll bring you in. And then they're like, no, nobody's doing this project. So in 2007, they, they stopped the project altogether. And the reason why Spain was pissed at them is because the company earlier had found something that they, they called it the Black Swan Treasure. And they found a treasure that they retrieved 17 tons of silver and some gold coins from. And they just said, oh, it was a Black Swan uh, hoard, and we found it in international waters. And the Spanish said it was from a sunken ship called Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes from 1804. And uh, the issue went back and forth in the courts for like five years. And eventually, the Odyssey Marine Exploration, they had to give all the treasure over to the Spanish government. And uh, because it was, you know, apparently it was the, the courts deemed it was Nuestra Señor of La Mercedes. And so that was another reason why the Spanish government was like, no, that's a Spanish galleon. You can't get that. So it's still down there. That, that, uh, that SS, U.S. SS Sussex is still down there and they can't. They know where it is, but they can't go get it because there's so much legal nonsense going on. Part of that $771 trillion that's still in the ocean. Exactly. So let me tell you about some of their other finds. In 2005, they found a Civil War era ship, the SS Republic. Over 51,000 gold gold and silver coins were recovered uh, from the site, as well as 14,000 other artifacts. And this one's cool, too. Um, Some of the pictures from this are just amazing. Uh, in the, 2014, they were selected as kind of a recovery party to recover uh, the 1857 shipwreck of the SS Central America. They recovered 15,500 gold and silver coins, 45 gold bars, and hundreds of other gold nuggets and gold dust, jewelry, and artifacts. So I was like Googling like findings from this, uh, like, that wreck and it is just incredible that some of the gold all these old gold bars that are all stamped with old you know all these coins and and stuff i wonder how they got the dust though gold dust i don't know maybe they vacuumed it all up and then sifted it out somehow so yeah probably but incredible and the stock has been up and down like you know who knows and all these short sellers are out there trying to short sell the stock because they're like, there's no value. They're, they're not finding anything. One interesting thing about that company is that uh, they talk about this on the Discovery Channel episode show that they did. As they said that people will, there's a website that you can go to and you can track where ships are at. It's like an international ship tracking thing. Uh, I think it's illegally you have to do it. And so what he said is that people will watch us and if we're in a certain area for a long time, they will go out there and they'll start looking in that area. And he's like, so we, a lot of our time is just like diversion tactics. So they have to, they can't be in an air certain area too much or people will be like, Oh, there's something there, you know? And so they have to go to another area and just like look around or just waste time and then go back to that area. And then, yeah. So that's such a weird dynamic, you know? And, uh, anyway, I've always thought that that company was kind of great, kind of cool. And their finds that, but just the legal battles you get yeah. into are unbelievable. So, so this one's interesting. So th- there's a guy, um, 
named Mel Fisher, and he found uh, a Spanish galleon ship uh, that was called uh, Nuestra Señora de uh, de Atocha, and um, he so he discovered in 1973 he discovered silver bars from the wreckage um, in 1975. So then then he went then he went back 1975. Um, he discovered um, five bronze cannons from uh, that ship, um, and then they uh, ended up going back in nineteen eighty uh, in early nineteen eighties um, or nineteen eighty, and they ended up finding like the hoard. Right, so it says there was an estimated four hundred and fifty million dollar. Uh, cache of gold and everything else recovered um and it was 40 tons of gold and silver uh there were some 114,000 spanish silver coins uh gold coins colombian emeralds gold and silver artifacts and a thousand silver silver ingots um let's see it says that um uh, and that was actually only half of what was down there. There was there that was like the back of the ship, but there's like a whole front of the ship that's suspected to have estimated to have more, but they they have not found it. It's like somehow it got split somewhere, and and it's they they don't know where it is. Oh wow! Um, so they obviously needed to do some more investigating, but um, but I'm sure the Spanish government took all that. Well, so it was found off the coast of um, Florida. And so um, it says the site of the wreckage uh, was only 22 feet deep and 200 yards long um, is where they oh, found man. all this stuff in. So, so hold your breath and go down and pick this stuff yeah, up. Seriously, so it says that the state of Florida claimed title to the wreck and forced Fisher's company, uh, Treasure uh, Salvers, Inc., to... Uh, into a, they forced them into a contract of giving twenty five percent of the found treasure to the state uh, of, of Florida. Take that every day. That's Wait, like taxes. Yeah, seriously. So, but it <laughs> says Fisher's Fisher's company fought the state, claiming that the fine should be the company's exclusively. After eight years of litigation, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in the favor of this guy, and it was and he was awarded the rights to all found treasure on this vessel in 1982. Dang. Yeah. That's cool. So he fought it for eight years, and then finally it was like, oh, all right, okay, done. fine, you can have $450 million. I'm glad the Supreme Court does something right every once in a while. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that, that's, I, I, but I like that story. It was just like, you know, and, and even funnier story, that guy was a chicken farmer. <laughs> yeah, he was, a, he was a chicken farmer in another life. So... Part of my life, if I had a, like a like a, a dream or something like, oh, I would want to be a part of something. I would want to be a part of like that dude's like second or third go. I, I want to run into someone one time. They were like, yeah, I found a Spanish galleon once, pulled up a bunch of bars, but I didn't really have enough funding or anything to really dig in more to it. I'm like, dude, I'm your man. Like, I'll go with you. Let's go find this thing. Can we, can we partner? Yeah. And like just to be like in on the adventure, like you get a crew together. It's like a movie, you know. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's probably a movie about that. But uh, that would be so fun and, and just so exciting. That would be my dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me let me talk. I have another one here. Uh, so this is about uh, T Rex. 
skeletons and skulls. And this is kind of a bizarre, uh, crazy thing. So there are really two main well-known full T-Rex skeletons. One is called Sue and one is called Stan. And uh, they're the most complete uh, Rex, T-Rex skeletons there are. So Stan, uh, which, which is a 13 feet tall and 40 feet long, uh, it actually sold in, a, in an Asian auction house recently for $31.8 million. And actually, no, it wasn't an Asian auction house. Some of these sell in Asian. This was actually in New York. And it was actually, they had it like overlooking, uh, they, ha- they had put the dinosaur like in the big windows and overlooking at the auction house. And the bidding started at three million dollars, from three million to thirty-one point eight. So there was a lot of bidders, and like everybody, there was like a bidding war between some guy in New York and some guy on the, on the phone in London. It was like oh, going back and forth, and uh, so he won the bid. And uh, it, just crazy how expensive that can be. Uh, there's there's actually some other things that are interesting about dinosaur finds and stuff. So a T Rex skull. Uh, can sell for as much as $1.8 million and in, in some of like the Asian auction houses. That's where I was mentioning that because they're like very, you know, collectors or people who are interested in dinosaurs want to buy them, put them in their private collections. And so there are people that have found dinosaur like T-Rex skulls on their property. And, uh, and that's yours. If you find it on your property, it's yours. And so there's like a big thing out there where like you can have people come in and they'll do like an excavation and and whatnot and depending on if it's like a well done excavation or not uh you can make quite a bit of money off of it in some cases you can make 50 to 60 percent of the proceeds uh from one article i read but you know as usually there's back and forth with litigation and stuff one interesting piece that i found was that there was a dinosaur found uh that was kind of a, a a partial full dinosaur and what they did is they somehow got the specs for some of the part bones from Sue and Stan, uh, those dinosaurs, and they made cast molds. Uh, they just made the, the bones, and they put it together in this new dinosaur. And the owners of Sue and Stan, uh, who own the intellectual property rights, they sued for copyright infringement for stealing those bones for molds. taking molds of the bones. Well, they just, they just took like the designs and the measurements and whatever. And well, not designs because they made by nature. They just took the measurements and they, and they created them. And, uh, they, the people who did that, they said, well, this is just found in nature. If I'm just recreating something that's found in nature, then, you know, what's the big deal? And, uh, they sued them for $8 million and, uh, they actually settled and they, and the people won uh, the lawsuit. The, that were that were suing uh, yeah. for copyright infringement for taking, uh, reusing some of those bones and those other ones. That's weird. Crazy, right? Yeah. So uh, there's such a huge um, market for like that kind of thing. You know, meteors. That's another thing. There's a big market for meteors. If you're out and you see a weird rock, pick it up because if you, there's a, a big market for for meteors out there. That megalodon tooth that Dad talked about that he got in that one, ep- or I think our, was our second episode, mm-hmm. those will go for 500 bucks a piece. No wonder you get people down there like... Trying to get as many as they can. Trying to get as many as they can. Uh, in fact, I was in Moab, Utah, and one of their dinosaur museums, 
or thrift shops or whatever, gem stores, I guess was more like it. And they had Megalodon teeth in there for sale. 500 bucks. I think it was 500 bucks. I have a picture of it. I'll post it on Instagram. And it was like found off the coast of North Carolina. And I was like, dude, no way. Yeah. So kind of cool. Interesting. There's so much out there. There's just so much cool stuff out there. So a uh, cool story that I had, this is like um, treasures still at large. Yeah. Right. So there's this there was this millionaire. Uh, his name was Forrest Finn, and uh, he had he found out that he had cancer, and he was actually like a curator, and he owned a a an antique shop and art gallery of like fine, um, fine jewels and all all this different kind of stuff. And so what he did is, and by the way, this is a true story, so this is not like made up. Um, so he. Um, he found out that he had cancer and he decided to, uh, he put $3 million worth of gold and jewels into, um, this bronze like treasure chest, uh, that he had. And he decided to, uh, to bury it and to hide it. And so, uh, he took this chest and he, he hid it. Um, and then he actually found out that he didn't have cancer. And so, but he decided to... It's like a Walter White scenario. Yeah, so, but he decided that he didn't really have, he didn't have any family, didn't have any kids, didn't have anybody to leave this to, so he decided to to leave it out there. Um, but what he did is he actually published a 24-line poem with nine clues on how to find his treasure. And basically, he published this in a memoir that's called The Thrill of the Chase, right? And... So uh, basically his first hint is he said that um, this chest full of three, there's $3 million worth of whatever um, in this chest. And um, this was in like 2015, right? And it's still large. Uh, He said it can be found somewhere in the Rocky Mountains north of Santa Fe, New Mexico. So That's a big search area. That's a big search area. But um, so I actually pulled up his, the, the poem and that he wrote and like some of the clues just to like, you know, in, in his, his memoirs, the thrill of the chase. Yeah. And uh, so here's a, here's a couple lines from the poem. So, and obviously it's like super cryptic, but it's, yeah. it's supposed to be like a riddle. So the poem starts out and it says, um, as I have gone alone in there and with my treasure bold, I can keep my secrets where in hint of riches new and old begin it is where warm water warm waters halt and take it in the canyon down not far but too far to walk put it below in a home of brown um and then the next one says from there it's no place for the meek <clears throat> for the meek the end is every it is every ever drowning nigh um, and it says there will be no paddle up your creek just heavy loads and water high sounds like a waterfall I don't know but it's like it sounds like you know actually that last part it says there will be no paddle up your creek just heavy loads and water high so for me I was like well you have to like maybe he have to like wade through like high water or something like that somewhere you can't take a boat that's like has a low ceiling but like high water so you have to go through and it's just like i don't know 
Well, it's just you know that really interesting. That was actually found. I don't know. Is is, is that yeah? So is that, it the same? Is it the same just, one? Just recently. Um, so I, I watched a document. There was like a documentary on yeah. that, and people talk about oh, they talk in detail about each one of those clues and where they think. And I know that there was like there's actually been lots of people that have died trying to find that treasure. Yeah, because I know we had talked about it. But I didn't know that it was that same one. Yeah, so it is that same one. And he recently came out. Someone had claimed that they had found it, and I think he came out on his Twitter. And this has been in the past, I think maybe just a year or so. Uh, and I don't know, 2020 seems like it was so long. So I, my sense of time, but it was recently, uh, that he's like, yep, I can confirm it's been found. Dang it. So, uh, but it I was, thought this was a different one. Kind of a cool, uh, well, th- yeah, that I don't know too many of uh, stories like that, but I know this was specifically the one that he had said that someone had found it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it's, I think that there's like, over 10 people had died trying to find this thing and like, you know, just doing crazy stuff. Like people were, you know, just go out in like the middle of the desert with like sandals on and stuff and like get, get trapped, you know, or all these different things. So I'm surprised they didn't sue him for liability, <laughs> but it, it's just, it's so interesting to figure t- people were trying to decipher the codes and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, just, uh, I have another small sh- short story. Yeah, was, yeah, go ahead. Um, so, uh, this one's kind of interesting, and I, I'm i sure there's tons of other stories about this like this, but there was a couple that bought, um, they were in their 20s, they were newlyweds, and they bought a used board game from a thrift shop. Jumanji? No. <laughs> the um, game with drums? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, that would be a treasure for what sure. What if somebody digs it up? <laughs> Um, so they had bought this, this board game from a thrift shop and, um, when they opened it up to play it, obviously it was used, right? And they opened it up and they found, uh, six diamond rings in the jewelry box or I mean in, in the, the board game box. And they were like, oh, these, these have to be just like costume jewelry. Right. And they're like, oh, this is whatever. So they, um, they took them into just a, like a jeweler, jeweler to get them appraised and um they appraised for like thirty thousand dollars. Wow. And um and this was just recently, this is like within the past couple of years. And um so they were going to just sell them, right? But then they actually posted on Instagram, um uh the, I guess the the guy's wife put all six rings on like her fingers and like posted them on Instagram like look what we found in our whatever and then um, somebody reached out to them and said, "Those are my rings." And um, and they, but oh, and they, man. and they were able to like this. There was this older lady. She was able to prove that those were. It was her wedding ring, her engagement ring, and then um, other like heirloom rings. Well, and that's kind of. Well, I'm sure they would. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she was able to. Uh, she was able to like show pictures and like prove that it was theirs. Yeah. Or that it was hers, and um, I mean, I guess they gave him back. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. I, don't know. I hope, I hope she gave him some sort of like finder's fee or something. But yeah, well, some like heirloom stuff like that. Like for example, um, my wife's one of her uncles, he had like an old musket that his great grandfather or great great grandfather used when he came across the plains, and he had it on, a, on like a, a gun rack in his house. Someone broke into his house and stole it. Uh, along with a couple other guns, and I'm like, oh my gosh, man, that just breaks my heart. You know, if if I had bought that gun 
and and that guy reached, and that guy found me somehow and reached out to me and said, "Hey, that's actually my grandfather's gun." I would give it back to him. Yeah, because I would just be like, "Hey, man, I paid this much money. Can you give me that much money back? Just yeah, refund I'll, me my money, and then I'll give you your thing." Because it means a lot more than you than it does to me. Yeah, I don't want to make you know make any money off. Just break me even, and I'll. She's like, "You know, break me even on the board game, and I'll give." It. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, seriously. Um. Wow. So I don't know. Those are just just some some stories that I I thought were really cool. I mean, I'm sure there's. Um, I'm sure there's tons of stories about, uh, you know, Roman gold or pirate gold or, oh, yeah. um, I was, I was researching someone on pirate gold and there's actually not that many pirate hordes that have been found. Uh, there are some though, yeah. uh, a couple of other stories and I know we're kind of at, almost at time here, but a couple of the stories that I, I just absolutely loved was, are, um, when I was out in Utah, I, I kind of looked at a lot of stories like this and there's stories of lost stagecoaches and Wells Fargo stagecoaches that have been robbed and maybe stashed somewhere. Uh, there are stories of, of sunken ships, like you said, that, um, have something in them or, uh, there's, uh, even stories about one I heard about was a, a bunch of Confederate silver being stashed in Lake Michigan. How a bunch of people are looking for that. Uh, there's, You've heard the story of the Spear of Destiny, right? Yes. So there's a, the Spear of Destiny and, and Excalibur. That's one of those conspiracy theories. That's what the, the, like the Nazis were looking for, right? Hitler was looking for the Spear of Destiny and the Excalibur, which were supposedly made from a meteor by Tubal Cain. And where he, supposedly he was told by God that with those two things, he could conquer any army. So... The conspiracy theory. Luckily, goes he didn't find it. Hitler was looking for a scalibur, and the, the spear of destiny was also the spear that pierced Christ's side when he was crucified. Uh, Alexander the Great had it. Supposedly, he also had the, uh, the Excalibur, and uh, there actually is. They have the spear of destiny. Uh, you can like look and find it on the. They have pictures of it and stuff. Uh, the actual artifact. It's interesting. Uh, Supposedly that's the real one, but who knows? Maybe it's in some Nazi Antarctica vault somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's in that ice cave. Maybe the ice cave was just a ploy to like throw people off from that Nazi train. Maybe, maybe the Nazi train is down inside the ice cave. They, like they're yeah. like, oh, this is an ice cave. Everybody go, go, go into the ice go cave and now. turn left. Yeah, everybody yeah. go home now. Nothing to see here. And then they go in and like they go like all the way down. They find. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's so many stories out there and so many cool stuff. One of the things I was telling Ethan, I want to get someone on, on here that is a, a metal detector uh, type person and uh, talk to them about some of their stories. And I'm a, I've done some very, very, very amateur beach metal detecting uh, with with my nephews. <laughs> found but, some car keys once. Yeah, I found some car keys, a couple of coins, a couple of bottle caps. But uh, I think it would be really cool to talk to someone uh, who does metal detecting and finds lots of cool stuff. So if you know anybody, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. And uh, we'd love to hear some some of your stories because uh, I, I love these kind of stories. They're so exciting to me. Yeah, this has been one of the one of the things that, you know, just, just cool stuff, cool stories to talk about that kind of, you know, maybe motivates you to, I don't know, pay, pay attention to where you're walking next time. Yeah. One time I almost went, I almost went in on, on a guy with a uh, – a gold drudge in Idaho. When I was out there, he was like, yeah, man, he was like a, a gold a amateur gold prospector. And he's like, ah, oh, I need to build a drudge, which is basically a sluice box. 
basically it's a vacuum that you can suck up stuff off of the riverbed or, or a creek and then it puts it down like a series of down a box that's a series of different levels that it's almost like filters that yeah it kind of uh, grabs that gold and and so it was about like he wanted to to split it he would each have to put in about three three grand and I was like oh yeah and I was like can I come and he's like you can come use it anytime and I was like and uh, well, obviously it'd be half mine, but he would be using it most of the time. And he said he would give me a portion of the profits uh, when he would be using it. And I was like, dude, I totally wanted to do it. But at the time of my life, I just, I wouldn't have time to go drive three or four hours and, 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 and gold dredge for a weekend. But maybe one point, I'll t- I mean, at one point in my life, I'll be taking my boys up to the mountains and we'll be going gold sluicing for the weekend. That'd be so fun. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, I don't know, just, just the adventure. Yeah. That, that's in like finding things or even just look at things, exploring. Yeah. Like we went up and explored those caves. Just that adventure is just really cool. Yeah. Way cool. And I think that's, yeah. Adventure is out there, right? <laughs> From uh, that movie up. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Well, this has been great. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to post about this on, uh, on Instagram. I, I'm sure that there's uh we're, we're each going to find some pictures of kind of like the stories we've talked about. If you found any, if you have found any treasures in your life, let us know. Maybe come on and talk to us about it. Yeah, let's do it. So um, let's uh, find some find some treasure in our life, and let's build that creed together.